Hey Driven Mofos, if you ever wanna have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. Your inability to handle stress and pressure is what is keeping you stuck. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I wanted to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life, to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Massive shout out to all those who have been rating, reviewing this podcast, and also sharing it with your friends, your family, and whoever else. (laughs) I don't know. Massive shout out to all of you. You know who you are. The numbers keep going up. So thank you so much. It is absolutely awesome to have a community of driven people that want no bullshit advice, or at least some sort of inspiration to try to transcend their problems, their pains, their stresses, their bottlenecks, their glass ceilings, because just like me, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you want to keep crushing it in life and become a better version of yourself each day. And that's what this podcast is about. So thank you to all of you out there. You know who you are. If you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast yet, get onto it. Come on. You're part of the community now. Let's do this. So let's see if we can get these numbers still cranking up more. All right, let's get into it. So stress and pressure. Let's talk about it. Well, there's different types of stress. So the key here is when we're thinking about stress, most people think about mental stress but you actually have multiple different types of stress. So you have mental stress, we have physical stress, we have electromagnetic stress, there is nutritional stress. Essentially, stress is some sort of stimulus that sort of throws things out of balance or challenges a little bit. Now, we have two types of main stress. There's one called eustress, which is spelled E-U and then stress, or distress, called D-I-S, stress. Now, distress is not so good stress. It's giving us feedback. It's letting us know that something's going wrong. Something's way out of balance or something needs to change. You stress is good stress. So that's where optimum growth happens. Now, the more you can maximize stress and pressure within your own life until you break down, fall apart, or until it turns into distress, the maximum growth that you are going to have as an individual. So if you're someone who consistently avoids stress, you have to ask yourself the question, why? Is it because I'm a lazy piece of shit? Is it because I just don't like having to deal with any sort of challenge in my own life, which normally means that you're not growing, you're stuck, life sucks, eventually you're going to fall apart. You know, anything in nature that doesn't grow dies. Now, if you're not growing in every area of your life consistently and you're not aware of that, you are killing parts of your life without even realizing it. You know, when someone comes to me and they're like, my relationship fell apart. Your relationship didn't just fall apart. It fell apart years ago and you did nothing about it. And now there's distress there. Now you're getting feedback. But that change should have happened years ago if you're more self-aware. Most people lack self-awareness. They put it off. That's why most people drink. That's why people take drugs. 
That's why most people would rather watch sport on the weekend, get so emotional, you know, we won or, you know what, they fucking lost. You know, it's funny when the team win, it's we won. And then when their team loses, they say they lost. You know, people do that because it creates a drama within their life that isn't their drama. You know, they can look at the sports team and get all these highs and lows and these emotional states of frustration and excitement. And they watch a game for that. Now, if you're someone who is consistently surrounding yourself with drama through the television, through the TV shows you watch, through the news, then that's going to become the way that you operate as an individual. Your level of being able to take on distress will be very, very low because your mind will be preoccupied with other shit instead of it being occupied with the things that are important to you within your own life. You look at the average person that watches 30 minutes of the news throughout the week. So essentially they're watching three and a half hours, let's just say, of news per week. That's getting them stressed out, more frustrated, they're more worried. Imagine if they put that three and a half hours into their intimate relationship where they sat down with their partner and said, hey, what's going on for you? How's everything working? Are we on track with our goals as a family? And they did that. Okay, Over 10 weeks, you've got an extra 30, 35 hours now of time where you're connected with your intimate partner. What are the chances that your relationship's going to fall apart? Your relationship's probably going to fall apart when you're consistently watching sport and distracting yourself over the weekend and getting pissed and taking drugs, spending money that you don't have on shit that you don't need in order to impress people that you probably don't even like or care about or that probably don't care and like you anyway. You know, all of these things are consistent patterns of behavior within our society that most people operate under. And you know what's even worse and funny as well? Like, I'm quite amused by it. You know, the amount of shit that I get on social media. You post too much. Oh, you think you're good with your cars. Oh, you think you're fucking... They're always the dipshits, right? They're always the people who have low standards, who have given up on life, you know, that are just cruising through things slowly falling apart around them and they don't realize that the building's slowly falling down around them until, you know, something falls on them and crushes them. And it might be their relationship falling apart. It might be the fact that they learn that they're broke or they get sued because they're not monitoring their business effectively. You know, something's going to happen to give them wake-up call. It could be a dis-ease. But when we come back to stress management, we have distress and eustress. Eustress comes through living our values. So I love exercising. Today, I walked to go get a haircut. I thought, you know what? I'm going to chuck on my podcast. This podcast, this is, you know, pre-recorded. I'll record this a couple of days before it comes out. So I was listening to the podcast on the walk and I'm listening and I'm learning. And then on the way back, it was about a 45-minute walk to go to the shops and then about a 45-minute back. I'm getting my physical exercise. That's a value that's getting hit. I'm also walking and listening to something. So on the way back, I listened to an audiobook. Those two things there are high values of mine. I came back, ate food. I did another weight training session with my personal trainer. Then from there, I'm straight into doing this sort of stuff. Then I've got to get ready because we've got an event for the next three days, our business growth odyssey. All of this stuff is just tailored to my values. Now, when people say to me, you know, you'll burn out. I won't burn out because I operate within my value structure, which means I have maximum eustress. The reason why I out-earn the majority of the population. Now, some of you who listen to this make probably more money than I do, right? So there are definitely people in our community who make a lot more money than I do, which is fucking awesome, by the way. What I do is I optimize my choices in life and my time management so that I can maximize the amount of pressure and stress that I can handle. Now, when I live outside of my values, so when people start telling me how I should live, which is what I used to do when I was younger. When I was younger, I listened to everybody else. I adapted my behavior to fit in. By doing that, I decreased my level of eustress and increased my level of distress. I used to burn out all the time. I would need more rest. I would take consistent holidays. These days, I don't even care about holidays. Like I don't even think about them. 
you know, to me, holidays are just a waste of time and energy. I mean, I love traveling and I will travel overseas, but I try to work when I'm there. So I try to figure out how I can do things. You know, a little while ago, I hopped on a plane, flew to Sydney for a podcast. And while I was over there, I was like, I'm going to book a couple more podcasts. So I booked a couple more podcasts while I was over there, hopped on, you know, met some cool people who are other podcasters, you know, and I worked, went out to dinner with them, caught up with a few business clients over there. You know, it was absolutely awesome. I love that stuff. That's maximizing you stress. I don't need the rest that most people do because I make different choices. When you're drinking alcohol consistently, you're going to have a lot of distress in your body. When you're eating shit food, you're going to have a lot of nutritional stress. That's going to cause more distress. I don't make choices that make me mentally stressed all the time, so I don't have mental distress. So when you stack all this, most people just make poor choices because they are unclear. They lack clarity around their values in life, their purpose, their mission. They don't track their visions. They don't set effective goals. And so because of that, they have a lot of distress. And they also don't know how to balance their life. So for most people, like I just saw in the newspaper today, they're talking about giving kids four-day school weeks. And then they talk about, the, you know, the media is reporting that people want four-day work weeks. The fuck do you think people are going to do on the other three days? They essentially self-destruct. So a business can't pay someone for the value that they do not add to the organization. So by dropping an extra day, they're going to have to make up for that somewhere if they want to make the same amount of income. If not, there are going to be businesses that are going broke left, right, and center. You know, a lot of businesses don't have high margins. And so because of that, they're getting squeezed consistently. If a business drops down to four-day work weeks, they're going to have to come up with that extra cash somewhere. Like, what do you do? Do you hire, you know, double the amount of staff? What do you do? Most people just haven't thought through this because most politicians are fucking idiots and they don't understand anything apart from, you know, they went to school, went to university, studied politics, debated a whole bunch of people, and then now they're a politician. They haven't run businesses. They haven't run companies. The decisions that they make affect the economy, but they don't drive the economy. Business drives the economy. Politicians create an environment for the economy to thrive through business, right? So these choices that get made a lot of the time in politics just cause problems that don't need to be there. You know, and most people are fucking morons and can't make good, intelligent decisions anyway. And so because of that, the government keep putting in rules, especially in Australia. You know, if you're overseas, it's a different story. But in Australia, People do stupid shit all the time and the government just keep creating more laws, more rules, and they just keep trying to stop the stupidity instead of educating people how not to be an idiot. That's really what it comes down to, right? Like, you know, just don't be an idiot. You know, that's unfortunately Australia at the moment as a culture, we are stuck in this play it safe, you know, no one should ever die. And so as soon as someone dies, they change all the laws. You know, it's crazy. Kerry Packer said that in one of his great interviews. You know, we keep changing all the laws and adding all these new laws and new rules, but all it does is it takes away our freedoms. And that's essentially what's happening. You know, it's interesting right now, the death toll in South Australia is the highest that it's been for years, right? Now they have more speed cameras, you know, more tracking, more data, more fucking everything. And the road toll has gone up quite dramatically this year. Why? Because you put people on a road who can't drive because they're not educated enough to drive in different circumstances, in different conditions. More and more people are stressed. They're in a rush. There's a lot of stupidity on the road. And then when you do drive, the whole time you're trying to watch the speed limit, because if you go one kilometer an hour over, you're going to get pinged or you're going to get fucked somehow. You know, I do that when I'm driving, especially when I'm driving my supercars. Most people don't realize, but when you have supercars, it's like 10 times harder than driving a normal car because every little bump and pothole can just smash a piece of carbon fiber that costs, you know, five to $30,000. It's a lot harder to drive them. But you know, you put all you stack all that together, 
people aren't watching the other cars because they're too busy watching the speed limit. But this is what happens, right? This is silliness. Real quick, Driven Mofos, you know I don't run any advertising or sell anyone else's shit on this podcast. So the only thing that I'll ever ask from you is that you help me get this podcast out to more people and spread the word by rating and reviewing this podcast. I promise it will only take 10 seconds, so please rate and review if you haven't already done so. And thank you in advance. So let's come back to stress and pressure because I got off track there. But my point is that throughout your life, you have to figure out where you can maximize stress and maximize pressure because that's where maximum growth happens. Where maximum growth happens, maximum results happen. So we don't want to avoid stress and we don't want to avoid pressure. We want to run headfirst into it. Now, if we can't do that, we are limiting our results. And I see people who limit their results all the time. Nine to five worker. Oh man, I'm so stressed. I can't wait for the weekend. Bro, you're working 38 hours a week, right? What are you doing with all the extra hours? Right, there's a lot, a lot of spare time, right? You're not doing shit to get ahead, that's for sure. So what else are you doing, right? You've got to really think through this stuff and most people don't. Most people, their free time is the most destructive time. It's where they waste the most time. It's where they waste the most energy. It's where they, you know, take drugs. It's where they, you know, alcohol. You hear me say this all the time on the podcast. Weekends are the most destructive time in a person's calendar. Why? Because they are unstructured and they do shit that's outside of their values, thinking that it's fun. And they are driven by their emotions, which is fun, happiness, excitement, all of that sort of shit and getting away from pain. But all it does is it keeps drawing them back in pain. If you've ever done my Thrive Time event, I go in detail into this, that people who are driven by their emotions will be run by those emotions and those emotions that run them will normally throw them off of their success map. You do not want to be run by your emotions. You want to be run by logic, by intelligence. And yeah, I'm emotional. Like, yeah, I get emotional all the time. But I want to bring that back into balance as quick as I can. So if I'm stressed or frustrated, I need to go and figure out why, what the trigger is, and then deal with it. Now, because I teach those tools at Thrive Time, I can get back into balance in sometimes at 30 seconds. Okay, other times it might take me an hour of doing a process that I teach called the process of potential or the POP. And what it does is it balances out your brain. It does it from an electromagnetic standpoint, and it will change neurochemistry and stuff like that. I don't have the data and research on it, but I have all the data and the research of all the research that I put together that tool. So I went and researched a shitload of different fields in order to be able to put together that tool. And I thought, I reckon this will work. And then from there, I've gone on the hunt to make sure that it works. Now I've used that tool with thousands upon thousands of people, and it changes their life because it takes them from operating in their amygdala which is a more primitive part of the brain or the limbic system, their emotional system, and allows them to operate more effectively in their prefrontal cortex or their executive center, as it's sometimes known, which is the more evolved part of the brain. So we're able to think more effectively. We're able to make better decisions. We can handle more stress. We can handle more pressure. We live inside of our values more. We're better able to communicate. Okay, We're more focused. We're more energetic. The more you live in your emotions, the less energy you're going to have. When you are emotional, you are taking... I guess you could say electrical energy, you are converting it into neurochemical energy, which is converted into hormonal energy, okay, or chemical energy throughout the body. The more that that happens, the more tired and lethargic you're going to be. And that's why people who chase highs often have the lowest lows. The people who are the most depressed consistently compare themselves to a false reality that they'll probably never be able to live up to. And so because of that, they're depressed as shit in most cases. Not always, there's always exceptions to the rules, but what I do know is that people who are normally depressed have a comparative between themselves and how life should be, and because life doesn't match up to that, they feel like shit.
when you crack all those patterns, they go back to living their values and serving their purpose and living with intention, which means that they have a mission that they're working towards, they set effective goals and so on. You know, one of the biggest problems I see with personal development events is that when you get a person emotional and they get excited, they will set unrealistic goals. And when they set unrealistic goals, it creates too much pressure. That pressure then becomes anxiety and high levels of stress. And then they shut down and melt down. And then now you've just created their next rut. So when you go to a personal development event and you're jumping up and down and you're high-fiving strangers and you're fist pumping the air, when you do that and then they say, right, let's set goals, you will over-exaggerate and overestimate your skill set and you'll underestimate the time that it is going to take to achieve that goal. So you might say, well, I want to be a millionaire. But if you've made 80K for the last five years, the chances of you going to a millionaire is very low in the next 12 months. Why? Because you have gone 80K, 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 80K. The trajectory that you're on Something big has to change in order to get to a million. Now, it's not saying you can't. It's just saying that the chances are very, very low. Now, unless you're very strategic and have a high level of skill set, you're probably not going to do that, okay, in most cases. But what you can do is you can look at it, break those goals down effectively. You can figure out that, you know, what can we do in the next 90 days? You might set that, that, you know, we want to try and increase every 90 days our earning potential, and then you go out there and you do that. You'll have less stress, less pressure, in a destructive way. So you'll have less distress, but you'll have more eustress. So when you're inspired, you have more eustress. You'll have more energy. You'll feel more alive. You'll be more focused. And that's how I like to operate, which is why I teach what I teach at Thrive Time. So remember, maximum growth happens at maximum stress. But also at maximum stress, there is a chance that you may cross that line and melt down. Okay. But you only know that line when you cross it. So, you know, you've heard me say this on the podcast before that we only know where a boundary is when you cross it. So you have to keep pushing those boundaries and watch what happens. I remember many, many years ago when I came from working, you know, normal hours and then I started my own business in the personal training industry, having to work later hours and longer hours at first was a little bit tough. You know, getting up earlier was a little bit tough. But now, like this morning, I was up at, I think I was up just before five and I'll probably work tonight and I'll probably keep going tonight. I've got a dinner and stuff to go to. I'll probably work until 9, 9.30 tonight, hit the bed by 10, and then we'll see how we go tomorrow morning. You know, normally I try to be up by 5.36. These days I let my body wake up naturally and normally naturally it wakes up and I'm ready to roll. I'm, I get out of bed with enthusiasm because I love what I do. I enjoy this stuff, but I don't let myself get too emotional either. I don't get high highs. I don't get excited. I don't get, yeah, I'm going out drinking on the weekend because I know that that fucks up my energy for the rest of the week. I would rather have a balanced life with the consequence of not having high highs than have high highs and then experience the low lows that come with them. So it's a choice. But you'll know that if you live your values, serve a purpose, and have a greater mission for your own life. Okay. Anyway, hope you're having a great day, Driven Mofos. Maximize that stress. Maximize that pressure. Get out there. Push hard. Make better decisions. And I guarantee your standards will increase. And providing you've got clarity, you'll be able to put that energy behind you and achieve great things. Have a great day, Driven Mofos. Mofos.